Welcome to uh, Geeks Worldwide presents Pressing a Key. Are we still Geeks Worldwide? You know what? I'm just gonna question, say, actually. I'm just gonna say, like, because we haven't really done it. No one, no one has said anything to me or been like, "Hey, Mike, what's <laughs> up? You haven't produced the podcast in like a couple of months. <laughs> what's going on?" Um, so you no one's what? holding their leash anymore. Yeah, no one is. Whatever. So I'm just gonna redo this um, and just say, "Press any key," and whatever. No, that's fine. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so three, two, one. Oh, welcome to. No, that sounds terrible. I'll do that. Sorry, <laughs> I was unhappy with that. It's alright. Shaking the dust off. That's fine. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's been a while. Been a while. It has. Yeah. It has. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Welcome to Press Any Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and uh, yes, we are back, sort of. Uh, this is episode two hundred and ninety-nine A. Why the A? Well, because A. This is all audio. There's no video involved because a certain someone decided that uh, they wanted to set up their computer in a RAID configuration, which crashed, and then they lost all our assets. <laughs> Lance. <laughs> Lance. I'm not um, going to name any names, though. Just yeah, no, them. of course. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> um, uh, and, and B, it's, it's because you know we, we want to do 300 right, um, but we still wanted to speak to you our lovely audience and 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 uh you know talk about all the crazy things happening in the gaming world so this is 299a and uh, you can't see it but i am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts uh josh Irwin. howdy good to have you my friend good to be and, here. good to be back yes yes absolutely uh and connor howard hey how we doing it's good, good to be back good Glad to have you. Thank you, both of you guys, for joining me. Uh, we were My supposed pleasure. to have two others, but uh, Yahel apparently is moving to a new home, so we wish him a, a speedy, you know, easy move there. And Chris went to schmooze with some NASA people. I don't know. It was very random. He was just like, I got to go talk to some people from NASA. I was like, okay. Yeah, he's got some big stuff going on. We don't hold it against him. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so lots of stuff to talk about. Obviously we haven't been uh, doing this, uh, podcast for a couple of weeks at the very least, probably is closer to two months. I feel like at this point, Something like uh, that. yeah, yeah. Every, everyone had craziness thing, you know, crazy stuff going on in their lives for the most part. Um, but with E3, uh, rapidly approaching, you know, we wanted to, uh, shake the dust off and, and, uh, get a podcast out to you guys. So before we talk about E3, though, I think the what we want to start off with is briefly talking about the passing of Total Biscuit, mm-hmm. who uh, passed away, I believe it was last week, at the age of 33. He and I are actually the exact same age. Um, and Total Biscuit, I think, uh, full, real, though, real name, full name, um, I should really look up. It was John, uh, John something. John Bain, actually. Yeah. John B-A- Bain. B a i n. Yeah. John. Yeah. John Total Biscuit Bain. Uh, thirty three years old. So yeah. tragedy. Yeah, it really sucks. Um, he unfortunately was diagnosed with colon cancer, and uh, for, you know he was documenting his his struggle with it, and for a little while it looked like he was going to recover, and then unfortunately things took a turn for the worse. Now this is sort of a 
you know, he's he's a controversial figure, I think, in the gaming world. Uh, obviously, came to prominence on YouTube. Um, you know, how do you? What was what was your experience with him, or how did he impact you? Is what I'm trying to ask, if at all. Um, I would have to say that uh, I honestly didn't follow his work very closely. I just knew that whenever he would have a hot take on something, whenever he would have a video out. Um, it would always, you use the word polarizing. I think that's very accurate. It would always really divide, uh, the, the Red Sea, so to speak. Like you'd have a lot of people just at each other's throats over like whether or not they agreed with him or just, he would just stir the pot a lot. But I do think that a lot of people credit him with kind of getting video game criticism off the ground as like a a serious medium. I I think, uh, a lot of people would credit him as, one of the original critics of video games that was taken absolutely. seriously. Yeah, absolutely. He was in that first wave of, uh, of YouTube gaming critics that really mm-hmm. kind of broke through, I would say along yeah. with uh, the other British guy. Um, would you, was it Yahtzee? Is that Yahtzee? But Yahtzee's not British. Is he, I guess he he's, is. he is originally British. He moved to Australia though. Okay. So. Yeah. Cause I think of him as Australian, I believe. I think he's a transplant from, uh, from Britain, but yeah. I wasn't sure if he was part of that wave or not, but I think that that was kind of like the group that was sort of the OGs. Right, right. And him and there's this one other that I, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, one second. I got to remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up this guy's name because it's going to bother me if I don't remember. There um, are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Uh, he did, he did an outsing for like MOBA or StarCraft or something too. StarCraft, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I think he was really involved in StarCraft too. Uh, wasn't it Dota too as well? Uh, like a Jim lot of Sterling. Jim That's Sterling right. Is, Jim Sterling. This is the other one that I would say was, was right. uh, one of the earlier ones to break through on YouTube. Definitely. Yeah, the Jimquisition is still going strong. That's been in kind of a foundation, uh, foundational thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Total Biscuit just had a lot going on. He was kind of everywhere. He was a big part of the community. So I'm sure that, you know, back to the polarization thing, I'm sure a lot of people are like, you know, not, you know, a lot of people are really broken up about this, but a lot of people also, you know, not too broken up about it. It's just, but the thing is, you know, how, irregardless how you felt about him, that was way too early for someone to go, you know? So it's, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's way too bad. There's actually sort of a mini controversy because some developers really hated him and actually had posted essentially on Twitter that they were happy about oh, his passing, essentially. Oh, so man. That was See, a... That's unfortunate. I mean, the guy came yeah. to light because he is a character. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever you think about him, like, he's probably completely different in person. He He played a character that appealed to a certain demographic of people and it made him a lot of money and earned him a lot of followers and everything else. I think, you know, when, when anybody comes down, especially in their thirties with a cancer that ends up taking their life. I mean, that is something to, you know, reflect on and think about and, and, you know, pass your condolences to his wife and his fans and all that other stuff. Don't, don't pile on top of what is already a really, you know, depressing situation. Yeah. There, there are no winners in that situation. And it's, it's really too bad for everybody. And yeah, like, like you said, yeah, Josh, it's a great point. It's just, you know, these, these, uh, these performers, these critics, they, you know, they're, they're just people at the end of the day with loved ones. You know, so it's, yeah, it's really sad. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's really true. And then, you know, if, if anything, 
if any takeaway, it's it's that you know, life is short, and you know, make sure that you use every uh, you know use every moment that you have because you yeah, never get, know. Yeah, get your screenings. Uh, you know, stay up on your doctor's appointments. Like, you know, you're not gonna catch everything like these because like that to to get it to get a fatal form of cancer like this in your early 30s. That's a really bad hand that you were dealt but like if you're in your 40s and 50s you definitely got to be keeping on top of stuff like that but even you know it's it's totally random you never know so it's just take care of yourself pretty much pretty much yeah uh all right enough of this uh overly somber stuff let's talk about some video games moving on Uh, yes um obviously e3 is is rapidly approaching um, and we will be doing a live stream of uh, the E3 conferences as we did last year. Uh, so make sure you tune in. Um, we're going to be doing it at the exact same time. So, uh, you know, you basically can watch it with us. It'll be great. Who better to watch it with, honestly? Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, and, and the thing is, the interesting thing for me is this year, there's been a lot of leaks um, prior to E3 and a, a lot of like, preemptive E3 announcements. Um, so, for example, you've got the uh, Fallout 76 announcement. It's kind of out of nowhere, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but then you also have leaks, like uh, the new Assassin's Creed, that leak that's going to be in Greece. I'm probably going to see some gameplay. I imagine we'll see it under the Xbox's uh, presentation. That's where I expect to see it. Um, they there's they also leaked that there's going to be a new Sonic Racing game. Why the hell there's a Sonic Racing game? I have no <laughs> idea, but it's well. The important caveat there is that it's a racing game with cars. You know, because right. like Sonic Racing on foot, that makes perfect sense. But like they're putting Sonic in a car. It's not the first time they put him in the car too. I, but I, yeah. I didn't think so either. Yeah, but like, uh, there you have it. Apparently, there's enough demand to put him in the car again. Um, so there was that. Beats it uh, all out of me. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I feel like there was one other leak. Um, cause there was also like that, you, I don't know if you guys remember like two, two, three weeks ago, there was a big leak and a bunch of games were announced and some people thought they were, it was like Walmart leaked the it bunch was of Canadian stuff. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And so a bunch of people thought it was like misdirection and stuff. Uh, but and then so Rage far, 2 I'm, turned out to be true. Right. Rage 2. That's the other one. Thank you, Josh. That was the other one. I think, again, a lot of people were surprised by it, but you were telling us before we started recording that this was like a Mad Max thing, so to, to explain that one to me. Okay, so the developer of Rage 2 is Avalanche Studios, and Avalanche Studios, as many of you know, developed Just Cause, and they also developed the last Mad Max game. So basically what has happened is Warner Brothers canceled all Mad Max production. They're having a dispute with an author or something over the IP, um, so the next movie has been canceled, and of course they canceled the the video game adaptation, which Avalanche, by all reports, was already in development of. So Bethesda swoops in and takes Rage, which was already kind of a Mad Max type of clone, um, and they ask Avalanche to just use those assets, and now let's make Rage two with them. Mm-hmm. So basically, this game could have been a Mad Max, but they turned it into Rage, and I think that is a <laughs> I think that's a really cool use of a team that is talented and makes these um, kind of goofy, over-the-top, explosion-heavy open-world games um, that uh, a lot of their fans really enjoy. Because I know, like, Just Cause 3 and Just Cause 2 were 
Just Cause 2 was all over the internet for years with all of the mods and everything that it had oh, yeah. going on. And Just Cause 3, I played a little bit of that because I think I got it free on PS Plus or something. It was PS Plus, yeah. yeah. Was recently, in, yeah. In, in that same um, Walmart leak uh, that, we, that we just mentioned, they, they, you know, Just Cause 4 was in that leak. Um, a new Splinter Cell was in that leak. Uh, Borderlands 3, which we knew was in production. We knew that like a writer had been hired and some other yeah, stuff. So not a huge that, shock. Right. Um, and Forza Horizons 5 and Gears of War 5, which wouldn't surprise me as well since uh, Microsoft is just getting its ass kicked up and down the block by PlayStation and they need something. Yeah, the expo needs more of those exclusives. Maybe let's crank them out. Let's get them out. Get them out there. Yeah. The one now, the one thing about Forza Horizon is that we're on number four. So that's the one thing about that leak that's a little weird because it says five. But yeah, we would be. It would actually the next one would be number four, but it did say five in a leak. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we'll we'll see how much of it is true. I think a good chunk of it will be true though. Yeah. Um. All right, so that is that. Is there any other one? No, okay. Um, moving on. Uh, the other interesting bit of news, uh, sort of as it relates to, to E3, at least in my mind, um, is that recently there was rumors going around that uh, Sony would reveal the new PlayStation very soon, mm. right? This was a rumor. And Sony basically came out and said no. Sony actually officially said, um, and I'm going to quote here, uh, we will use the next three years to prepare the next step to crouch down so that we can jump higher in the future. And uh, so they, they uh, had like a, um, they gave an interview basically to the Wall Street Journal um, and with the CEO. And that's basically what he told them. So it's going to be another three years until we get a new PlayStation, which uh, to me, honestly, isn't surprising. Hmm. Um, especially with, uh, with the uh, PlayStation Plus coming out only, what was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Pro. The Pro, I'm sorry. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, the Pro, the Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pro came out two years ago. Yeah, 2016. So, yeah, yeah to I, me, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think this is just people jumping the gun. You know, Sony has mm-hmm. started sending out some uh, early development kits. Um, which makes sense because it takes what three years minimum to develop a game anymore. Um, so I think this is somebody jumping the gun. Oh my God, there are, you know, development kits out there. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are target specs in a development kit, but that doesn't really mean that the, the PlayStation five is imminent. That means that it's going to happen in the next three to five years. So. Right. It's all kind of prototypes right now. Yep. I'm, I am really curious though. I, I have to admit that like, you know, where is how much of an upgrade is it going to be? Like, where is the next step? For yeah. This? Yeah. I feel the same way. I'm like partially relieved that I don't have to worry about like having to upgrade anytime soon. But I'm also like stuck in this place where like, do I get a pro now or do I just hold out for another few years and then just see what else comes out? I do you have a 4K television at home? Connor? Hello? Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry, I cut out. Um, no, I do not have a 4K television at home, so would a Pro be kind of useless right now? Or I would say, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I mean, it's not completely useless, but I would say it's like 
75 percent useless <laughs> right yeah that's what i hear so i mean i've never been a huge uh follower like i've never been an early adopter i guess you would say so i mean this is actually good news for me like yeah i can enjoy my ps4 a little longer and maybe jump on the next thing yeah you'd get like a little frame rate increase or you know maybe bigger draw distances or super sampling but on the whole i would say the the majority of the reason to get a pro is for 4k Mm -hmm. in my mind at least gotcha yeah I've been thinking about getting one, but I, I I was looking. I was trying to get the God of War one here like a week ago, but I guess that one's already all sold out and gone. Yeah, those so are a, it's really attractive looking, yeah. but like my PlayStation has had a problem lately with updates. It it needs a hard reset after every update now for some mm. reason, and I don't know what's going on with it. So I need uh, to just wipe it and do it uh, over again. But that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, strange. Um, but it, you know, so I I, I think it's going to be an interesting E three. Uh, to see what PlayStation has sort of up its sleeve. I think it's, I, I have a good idea. It's just going to be mostly all the games that we're excited for. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. cause, uh, not just cause, uh, Last of Us 2 and the Spider Man game and uh, a couple Days of gone. other things. Yeah, but I, I don't, probably they'll show off some Destiny footage that nobody cares about. Um, right, but but no new console announcements uh, this yep. year, so you you can breathe easy. Breathe Last easy. of Us Two, that's all I care about. That's what I'm focused that's on. That's what most of us care about. Actually. I'm like I'm I'm like really thinking this is a great time to be a PS4 owner. I'm like really excited for a lot because the Spider-Man game looks amazing. And oh my god, that's like a day one purchase. I yeah, think. for me definitely. But yeah, also Last of Us Two, of course. But Days Gone is looking really interesting too. I'm really excited for that. Uh, so. It's good I'm time. very skeptical about days. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to see how yeah. it works out. I'm I'm Personal. interested in it. I'm still skeptical too, uh, but I'm I'm definitely interested in it. And I've just been following the development. Uh Game Informer recently had a month long exclusive package on it that was really cool and interesting. So I'm following it, but you know, healthy skepticism still, but I'm still pretty stoked. Sure. There are uh I would say two other major announcements well i would say one major announcement one very interesting announcement that came out recently uh, the first was just the other night and i'm sure it set the internet afire i i personally didn't look you know i i wasn't like watching this announcement with bated breath but i'm sure a lot of other people were and that is the first uh pokemon game that's coming to switch <laughs> um and so this thing is in my mind it's super weird it's called Pokemon Let's Go, and it's going to come in two editions. Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And um, this is a weird game, in my opinion. Um, it's not a mainline game. Um, so for anyone who thinks it is, you're wrong. The mainline game that was announced last year is still coming, and that's going to be in like 2019. This looks to be like the Pokemon Blue and Red, but with um but with pokemon go the mobile app kind of like um overlaid on top of it Mm -hmm. that's the way i would look at it so there's no more like trainer battles from what i read like and you can see all the pokemon on screen you're not just like wandering around in tall grass and stuff and and it's just weird it's just such a weird thing to me there's the connectivity is there between your mobile device and your switch. Um, what's what's your guys like takeaway on this? Do you feel like this is really gonna? Because I'm I'm not the target audience for this. Now, readily admit it. This is definitely aimed, I think, at 
you know, younger kids. I don't know that this is necessarily aimed at adults who have grown up with Pokemon. Mm. And uh, the, the I'll be honest with you that you know they showed off this like uh, Poke Pokeball accessory thing that kind of to me was super weird. Did you guys watch the trailer? Uh, I saw a little bit of it, but I kind of tuned out because I I'm not. I didn't grow up with Pokemon. I'm just a couple of years older than the Pokemon craze. So. <laughs> you yeah. just missed it, Josh. Just missed it. There's this there's this scene in the trailer that I just you have to watch it because it's so fucking odd. Um, it basically shows someone clearly sitting down and having lunch outside, like they have a salad in front of them, and they take this Pokeball accessory out and they place it on the table and they stroke it. Uh, I shit you not. They are stroking this. They're like petting the Pokeball, and the Pokeball makes like these very content sounds. Of wow. what? I I okay. I'm gonna make you guys watch it right I'm actually now. Watch, I'm actually watching it right now. It's on mute, but yeah. I'm, I will tell you at one point uh, it shows up in in the thing. It's about at the one forty eight mark. So take like it takes like five. It's a five six second clip. So watch it for me real quick. Interesting. And to me, this does seem like Nintendo's just saying, like, hey, get off your phone, get back inside and play with your Switch. Like, they're looking at the Pokemon Go crowd, like, hey, get back inside. Do, do, wait, did you, did, you, did you see the clip? Not yet. I'm not there yet. Oh, I'm oh. trying to find it here. Give me just a sec. It's, it's, one, it's at 147. And make sure you turn the volume on um, because you, you have to hear this. You have to see this to appreciate this. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> okay, um, putting aside the, the the ridiculousness of what I just saw, um, <laughs> I I think I know what they're going for though because it's like, you know, Pokemon Go. I didn't play it, but I knew like a ton of people who did. And the way it works was that like you would catch Pokemon, then it would count your steps like a pedometer. And right. that's how that's how you hatched eggs. I'm guessing that like the little Pokeball controller thing has similar functionality where you have to pet it and walk it and stuff. And the pedometer's not a new idea. So when they no. reached the uh, Pokemon Yellow, right? When it was um, uh, I, not yellow, when they uh, gold and silver, when they reached so. gold and silver for uh, the DS. Not the 3DS. This was the DS. Mm-hmm. It came with a pedometer, and you could transfer a Pokemon over and uh, That's true. Walk, walk it, as it were. There's okay, so so if you're like a huge fan of Pokemon Go, I could see where this game would be kind of neat, right? Because there is obviously some sort of cross functionality between mm-hmm. the Switch and your phone, where you can go out and with your phone capture Pokemon and then transfer them to your Switch. Yeah, that's that seems to be the implication. I think so. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of cool in a way. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I can I see mean, that. And like, if you have a favorite Pokemon, you load it into that little ball. It's like a little what do you what what Gigapet? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's like a yeah Digipet or uh, whatever it was. Yeah, are you guys, I don't know. Are you guys thinking Tamagotchi? Is that what you guys Tamagotchi? are going? Yeah, Gigapet, right. Tamagotchi. Yeah, all the same thing. Just different. that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. know. It, it's. It's it's weird. I like I I again I can see what they're going for, but I think they're definitely heavily targeting the younger uh, players, and not so much the 
you know, like my generation. I, I don't know. I think my generation is probably waiting for more of a mainline game. It's uh, also Nintendo, so they're you know they're always doing something weird that yeah. ends up being a social experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely different out there. I'm 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 very curious for those of you out there who are listening to the podcast. Would love to hear your thoughts on this trailer and on this game and whether you're going to be picking it up. Um, yeah, I think plenty of kids are going to be into it, but also I know a ton of adults who were really all about Pokemon Go, or at least for a hot minute before it got old. A lot of people but, were yeah, for but, a hot minute. but And the, plenty of those people have Switches now, too. So like, yeah. it's kind of just bringing a similar experience to, uh, I guess, a higher spec platform, I guess. Which this, lets you, this lets you play with the Pokemon you caught in a traditional Pokemon kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of it, yeah. Like I, sure, I think yeah. that could be neat for the right person. Not for me. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Like right. if so, somebody pulls out their Pokeball, I might take a look at it. <laughs> right, right, right. Let me, let me see that thing. Not that I'm going to ask to play with anybody's balls. <laughs> I mean, it's fine if you do. We don't judge. If Chris was here, he would tell you it's it's totally okay to play with yeah. someone else's balls. Oh, it's more than okay. Yeah, absolutely. That was totally a Chris joke. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this this is this is interesting, um, and we'll see. I expect to see more of this at E3, or at least Nintendo like show us more gameplay and stuff. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the two other big announcements that caught my eye: uh, one is from this week, and the other one's I think a little older, but I think is really worth highlighting. Um, so the first announcement has to do with Fortnite, um, and obviously, I think Fortnite. I think you have to agree with me on this at, at this point, uh, Josh's Fortnite has pulled the head of PUBG. Mm-hmm. Well, it's free. So that it helps. is, it helps. Um, and it actually PUBG has sued them. Um, I'm kind of curious to see where that will go, yeah, but in uh, South Korea, I think. Yeah. Oh, in South Korea. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, that Epic announced is that they are dumping a hundred million 100 million dollars oh boy into esports i'm doing my professor my my dr evil pinky right to the mouth thing. you should be you should be yeah. that is a crazy ton of money that is like a crazy huge sum of money for esports um to give you an idea it took dota five years to get to that point right now mm-hmm. dota is um, their 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 price pulls about 105 million, uh. But I mean, this game isn't even at version 1.0, and they're already like dumping this crazy huge sum of money. It is uh, it is insane when you think about how this Fortnite isn't even done yet, and the the game. Well, no, the no, Fortnite originally like it was originally like a tower defense, like cooperative. Oh, that's gone. Like that's never. Yeah, no that's one... what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That was originally Fortnite, and then they do a spinoff. That's not even the real game, and that's what blows up overnight. So it's like this weird chain reaction. I was like, we're making this one game right now. We're gonna make a different game that's like a spinoff, and now and like barely a year later, we're putting a hundred million dollars into prize pools for it. The, I think the sick part that everybody loses sight of is the reason that they made Fortnite this way, the Battle Royale, is because they used everything that they developed for PUBG's engine mm-hmm. and just stole it pretty much whole hog to make their own version of it. And I, they, I think that's kind of shitty. But Yeah, it's like, well, well, my understanding of it was they had their assets that they were using for the 
you know, the cooperative save the world main Fortnite experience, but then they saw what PUBG was doing and just decided to apply their own assets to that same concept. Well, or, they, well, no, Epic owns the engine that PUBG was being developed on. Right? I see. Okay. It, it owns Unreal Engine. So Epic was kind of the tech support, but also their licensing agreement with um, uh, Player Unknown. I can't think of his real name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but their licensing agreement basically said that anything that they developed for PUBG, that Epic could use the technology for it because it's improvements to their engine. So all of those improvements and optimizations that Blue Hole or whatever the hell they go, PUBG Core made mm. to the the um, Unreal Engine, Epic just stole whole hog and made Fortnite. And I think that that's, that's kind of shitty, but... <laughs> Damn, dude, I didn't know that. It's like a huge dimension. Oh, you didn't know that? Legal, yeah, 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 it's a no, dimension of legal thing I didn't understand. But is it crazy? Don't um, they have a claim though? Like, like legally, they could do no, that because they own the engine. Or you don't. No, you don't. It's the, uh, it's the EULA for the use of the engine. They can't do anything about. It. Wow. Yeah. Plus, plus, you can't con- you can't copyright like the rules of a game, right? So, like, you know, if I if I decide to make my own version of Monopoly, I'm totally free to do so. I just can't, you know, the board can't resemble, like, physically the colors I use. And the right, you can't have the same right. tokens or whatever. Yeah. But the rules of the game can be absolutely the same. I just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, you know, Josh, obviously PUBG is also free now on mobile, just like Fortnite is, and... Mm-hmm. And I think it's the mobile version of Fortnite that put it over the top. I mean, like, yeah, it was oh, doing yeah. it was doing well on on PC, but when they when they released the mobile version, it just went from like, uh, it just went like supernova, basically. Yeah, I mean, before all the teacher strikes, I'm pretty sure that's the reason all the teacher strikes happened. But before all the teacher strikes, that was the only thing you ever saw in the news was how but how much Fortnite was disrupting classrooms, right? Like mm-hmm. that. It just it became this huge overnight thing, and then you had uh, what's his name do the the stream with Ninja, Drake? yeah, Ninja, Ninja Drake, Drake. Yeah. yeah, and it just became this thing that was out of control mm-hmm. for sure. And I don't even like the game that much. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine, but like the the level of popularity is just unreal. Without all the building, I would like it more. I really don't like mm-hmm. the building. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It is what it is. We it's we actually played it. Um, I remember you. We uh, three of we, us. Yeah, we squatted yeah, up. Yeah, that was fun. And I still have that recording, by the way. I don't know if uh, you want to. By the way, it. I was going to tell you. I kept meaning to bring this up, but remember how we were killed all by that one dude that looked like uh, John Wick. John Wick. Yeah, uh, we got wicked. <laughs> yeah, to to get that skin, you have to be like level hundred or something. So like that guy played the game a lot. I thought you could just <laughs> buy it too. Couldn't you just buy it? I, I don't know. I assume you could just buy anything you want. Like that's where they're making their money, probably. I am not sure. Mm-hmm. Can I answer that question for you? Yeah, um, we got owned. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, uh, we should put that video up at some point. That would but, be fun. Uh, I do have. I, let me make sure, but I'm pretty sure I have a copy of that still. Nice. The uh, the other announcement that I, to me, I feel like kind of has gone under the radar. And I sort of wanted to, you know, uh, put this out there, is that. Uh, Microsoft did something really, really cool that I don't think they're going to get much recognition for, um, and that is they released a new type of controller. They released an adaptive controller that is squarely aimed at disabled uh, players. 
And this thing is really fucking cool. If you have any kind of disability, it makes it much easier to play video games. It has two really big buttons mm-hmm. um, that you know you can easily hit with your hand or your feet or your knees. And it has something like 16, 19, 19 different jacks hmm. for various peripherals, uh, depending on the kind of disability you have. You know, some people, they don't have control of their hands, so they blow on a tube and that activates a, uh, a certain pad or something like that. So you could do that. And uh, it, it's, it's retailing for, I think, just like 100 bucks. So it is super affordable um, and really, really opens up gaming to a huge, huge market, which I mean, like kudos to Microsoft on this one. Well, they've also, they've also announced that anybody who wants to take their designs and improve upon them and make another peripheral, um, it's like, they basically have said, this is open source. Like, Whatever you want to do with the research that we've done and our controller and everything else, you can take it and and build upon this, and you have our blessing. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like more people need to be aware of this, and because uh, I don't think it's getting the recognition it deserves. This is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great move by them. Uh, I mean, just accessibility in general is a great thing, and. I'm sure this took a lot of work on their part to get into a workable state and to make it adaptable as adaptable as it is. So yeah, they, they deserve a lot of credit for this. It's really nice. Definitely. Definitely. So make sure you check it out. If you haven't heard of this or uh, it is called, or maybe, you know, a disabled gamer in your life, um, definitely bring this to their attention. It's the Xbox Adaptive Controller. And I think they're going to be, if I was them, I would definitely highlight this at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, get them some like good karma. Because uh, that's the thing. I don't think they're going to make a ton of money on this. And I don't think that's their intention. But this is like a really, really, it's just a, you know, just a, a good deed on their part, which mm-hmm. I'm very impressed by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, having said that, it is, I think we're through with the regular topics. Uh, unless, did you guys want to talk about the uh, Call of Duty thing? I'm totally okay with skipping the Call of Duty thing. I didn't really have anything to add about Just the Black Ops 4 thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> dropping the whole campaign angle is interesting to me, but I'm not super shocked. Because, like, honestly, it feels a little overdue because everyone knows that no one really plays... Or at least that's what most people buy those games for is the multiplayer. So I'm not too shocked by that. Yeah, basically the what what Connor's referring to is they did some analysis by the, by they I mean Activision and and they found that like most people weren't playing through the campaign. In fact, um, less than fifty percent of people played through the first mission. Interesting. So they're like, well, this is a tremendous waste of time on our part. Yeah, and uh, they're just doing only multiplayer, which I can understand. But I mean, if I think the new Battlefield is just going to kick their ass, probably. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was that low. Like below fifty percent. Don't even finish the first mission. Like I, that blows me away. Yeah, yeah. You dig into the story, and you'll. Know, yeah. there. it's pretty insane. That's crazy. Um, 
but we do have two legit what the fuck stories for you. Um, and the first one, in my opinion, is is actually I really wanted you held for this one because this is a major story in my mind. Um, and we we had talked about this I think before at some point, um, but basically Atari is releasing a new console. They're releasing the VCS, and uh, it's the only way to purchase it. Uh, as of right now, is to pledge money on Indiegogo for this device. Um, the base model uh, is uh, $200 with a quote-unquote collector's edition that comes with some wood paneling that makes it reminiscent of the original Atari um, for $300. Oh, the controller. Yeah, it comes with a special controller too. Right, it comes with a controller. The By the way, the, the base model does not come with a which is crazy. Um, it comes just the unit itself. Uh, this thing has raised $2 million so far. $2 million so far on Indiegogo, and I don't understand why. This thing looks like, not, not, like, not physically. Um, physically, it looks okay. It looks kind of interesting, to be honest. But in terms of what it's supposed to do, it looks like hot garbage. This looks like another Ouya to me. Oh yeah, but it's it's far shy of the sixty three thousand backers and eight million dollars that Ouya raised. Um, I I don't understand the point of this thing. It's only got four gigs of RAM. It's it's processor that it's using is like previous gen tech that they probably got off of like a like a discount stock sale to clear out a warehouse or something. They don't actually have any demo models of this thing. The hardware itself doesn't exist yet. It feels. Less like Ouya and more like uh, the retro VGS that Mike Kennedy was pushing. Right. This this giant thing seems like a scam. Now you do get uh, with 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 your purchase, it comes preloaded with a hundred Atari games. But I have some news for you. You could get the same hundred Atari games for a hell of a lot less money, or even no money, if you want to take all of two minutes to download an emulator, which is not very difficult in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so who is this for? Like, who are these? Who are these people that are giving their money to this thing? It's gonna be running Linux. Like, <laughs> I, I want to guess maybe just collectors in mind. Like they just they're just going after the vintage collectors, but that's not a wide enough market. That's not a good business model to go after those guys. Because like you see all these people filling up their quote unquote game rooms with classic you know retro consoles. And maybe they think this is just neat. It's like a nice little thing Gizmo to have. They're I mean, literally talking about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. But see, see, there's the flaw because even you're not interested. So, no, no, so I want to get that new Neo Geo thing, but this thing is stupid. Yeah, actually, I yeah, that, it's it's funny you mentioned that. I forgot about that. the new Geo, Neo Geo thing. Looks really sweet. I've been thinking of picking that one up. Um, but yeah, so I mean, supposedly, right there, their argument, and by there, I mean Atari. Atari saying like this thing's going to be able to play modern games, but you've looked at the spec sheet, uh, mm. Josh. I, I don't see this thing doing too well with like modern stuff. Maybe again, maybe like stuff that's like three years old, four years old. Yeah, I could play it, but do you really think that this thing's going to be able to handle like the new Tomb Raider? It's oh no, able, you know. Uh. No, I mean, I, I doubt this thing is going to be able to pull off uh, PS3 games, which is, <laughs> which is sad because, like, that's a thing that my little NVIDIA Shield portable can pull off. I can play, like, the Tomb Raider reboot 
in natively on that thing. And that thing's like eight years old at this point or something crazy like that. So um, this thing is just, it's blowing my mind and it's vaporware as far as I'm concerned, because they haven't put out a demo model or shown what it can do or anything else. It's just a bunch of CG renders of what this thing should look like when it's done. And, and by the way, I'd like to point out that this thing is supposed to come with like voice command technology. Like really? Oh yeah. That's been super successful. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, yeah, that's worked out so well in the past. Uh, yeah, no, this, this, this whole thing, I, I don't understand. And it, it, I really wish he hell was here. Cause I'd love to get his input as our sort of resident historian as to, uh, cause the thing is like, it's, it's not even Atari. Like Atari is just a name. You know, the company hasn't existed for decades at this point and I, I just don't get it well and like overseas right correct me if i'm wrong but in europe wasn't the atari 2600 called the vix i actually don't know i think the 2600 overseas in europe was called the vix so they literally called it the atari atari because that's all the atari was known as in europe so it's they just used they took both names and put them together wow yeah wow um so yeah, I, I, again, if if you guys out there are listening to us, we'd love to hear you take. Have you this thing? Uh, and if so, why? Please tell us. We'd love to hear more. Uh, but in the interest of time, I do want to get to our last what the fuck story because it is about our favorite Ponzi scheme of all time, Star Citizen. So oh, this boy. game, this is pretty amazing. Uh, have I got a, a deal for you guys? <laughs> Check this out. If you've already dropped $1,000 on this game, which hasn't come out yet and is you know way uh, behind schedule and way over budget, for just the low, low sum of an additional 27000 you can be the proud owner of virtually every ship in this game. Oh my god! I think that's actually a deal. <laughs> I, looking at how, yeah, I, if, I think there were ships that were like thirty thousand dollars by themselves. He's got you there, you Mike. Serious? This is a hell of a bargain. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like if you look and see what the ships actually cost, I think that might actually be a hell of a deal because I yet. remember. I remember looking and seeing a ship that was like $30,000 by itself and going, who the fuck is going to buy a $30,000 digital ship? What the hell? That, that you have to pay for insurance on because if you lose it in the game, you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, Josh is right. Like they're, they're really back. They're really uh, promoting these as like uh, real goods that are yours. And it's like an early adoption thing. So like, Hey, if you've early, already backed the game, for a thousand dollars, just multiply that by twenty-seven thousand or by twenty-seven, and you you've got every game. You have got every ship in the game, and yeah, like some of them have been upwards of thirty. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of those. It's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, man. It's like I want to think this isn't a scam, but then something like this comes out because I've I've been like a reluctant, almost kind of fan of the idea of Star Citizen. I'm like, I want this to come out and be complete and be fun uh i want it to be real but like it's been so long and they say that like that's it's so behind schedule because they keep adding stuff that they want to do but yeah it's just started getting harder and harder to believe that they're not just trying to just get people get people's money it's the 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 thing of it is every time i look at this game 
And because the game allows you to see funding, the game allows you to see like how much money it's raised each month. You can mm. even look you can even look at it on an hour by hour basis or a day by day basis. If, every time I look at it, it makes me lose a little more faith in humanity every single time. <laughs> Um, so for the month of December, this past December, December, 2017, the game raised $6 million. Oh my God. Okay. In, uh, both March, I'm sorry, in April and in May, each, each, the game raised two and a half million dollars. Ugh. Meanwhile, I've just been playing Wing Commander on Sega CD lately. So. <laughs> Whatever. Jesus, and, dude. And and it's all by selling these virtual ships. And I just I don't understand who's like, well, I've doubled and tripled down. Now let me quadruple down. Mm-hmm. You know, like if this were like Eve, like I would totally be like, oh, okay, because those those guys are just crazy, right? And the depth of the economy of that game is such that you can see it. But, like, right. there is no economy in this game yet. How are people justifying these kind of purchases? Yeah. No. I guess the alpha is playable, so people are, like, able to at least fly around in their their $15,000 ship or whatever, or their $100, $100 ship or whatever it is, in kind of like a bare-bones skeleton of the game. And, and see, good. that... That's what's crazy to me, because if you boot up Elite Dangerous, you can go explore the Milky Way galaxy to your heart's content Yeah, and, and be a space trucker and get whatever kind of ship you want without ever paying another dime. And it's a yep. full, actual, realized game that has, like, world events and stuff that are really kind of neat with the discovery of the aliens and all that other stuff. I, I just don't understand the appeal of this thing. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I know. I, I want to just wait for it to finish up, but it looks like it's never going to finish. So it's like you're just exposed to the ongoing crazy bullshit of how much money is raising. I yeah, will give them credit. I will give them credit a little bit, at least for being open about the development process. They're having like weekly and monthly updates on exactly what they're adding to the alpha. I I will say that's kind of cool, but like it still has, it smacks of vaporware still, you know? Like it's just going nowhere. I mean, it's it's just crazy to me because I'm I'm sure part of it is the sunken cost fallacy, where people are saying, "Well, yeah, I've already like waited this long and I've already funded it so much that uh, you know, whatever, I might as well do this as well." But mm-hmm. like, you are buying an imaginary spaceship. Yeah, I, I don't know how I can. I don't know like what else to say. Like for the same amount of money, you could be, you know, you could buy me a vacation and still have plenty of money left over to buy yourself a used car and yeah there a are nice people dinner i don't know yeah. like, there's just so much you could be doing with this it's weird there are people who literally could have bought a house for what they spent on ships in a game that isn't even finished yet like it's mind-boggling but hey i mean your life do what you gotta do but yeah yeah wow, wow man it's pretty crazy um unfortunately sad. yep unfortunately as all the time we have for you this time uh for this for this episode uh as always uh i have been your host michael schluger josh Irwin. i've been connor howard have a great week of gaming push a lot of keys for us and we will see you at our e3 live stream so then see you there hasta luego